We're building this city one day at a time. Welcome to Grow Lincoln, the program with Lincoln's future in mind. Your hosts are former Lincoln City Councilwoman Robin Eshelman and Dave Albers, two experts in the field of commercial real estate and business development. Now, it's time to Grow Lincoln on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499 KLIN. Lincoln weather forecast this week. Temps will warm to the upper 90s, right where they ought to be this time of the year. Lows at night in the 70s. And this segment is possible today because of the Nebraska Green Sorghum Board, Remax Concepts, and Nebraska Prep Equipment. July is when freshmen getting ready to head to college are doing gut checks and confirming they've made the right decision. We're going to have two guests from higher education on the show today, Dr. Joel Michaelis from Southeast Community College and Dr. Eric Thompson from UNL College of Business. Yes, and we are also going to have Joel Daggerman from uh, LES Helps. He's going to talk to us about plans for electrical lines out to the growing edge of the city. And he also will talk to us about why some electrical lines are buried underground and others are not. We'll ask Roger Frank from Frank Financial Concepts what we should believe about the definition of re- of a recession been the talk this week. Well, well it has been. I, <laughs> I know what the general rule is, but hey, let's see what Roger has to say. Well, I want to introduce our guest, Dr. Joel Michaelis from Southeast Community College. How are you doing today? Well, I'm doing fine. How are you? I am doing well. You know, July is that month where sometimes college freshmen start second-guessing themselves about, should I go to that big college out of state? Um, Do I want to go to a big school? Do I want to go to something more comfortable, something local? So we thought, timing-wise, this might be a good time to have you come in. Um, In particular... You have some wage reports, some pretty good information about what students that graduate from Southeast Community College are earning. This is fascinating stuff. It's very interesting. Yeah, um, and I'd love to run down with you the list of some of these top wages. Well, I'm I'm happy to do so. Uh, We are very pleased that uh, that our graduates typically do pretty good in the workforce. You have pretty high placement too. Oh, absolutely. Uh, about 90%, uh, 96% of our graduates in our technical fields uh, are either getting a job or continuing in their education. Um, so, so what are, according, I know you've got a graduate report out there, what are some of the top paying wages when students first get out of Southeast Community College? What job categories? You know, there's a lot of demand out there for uh, um, almost anything uh, in our uh, health science fields. Uh, nursing, of course, is yeah. one of those that pays top. Uh, at our nurses average, uh, our ADN nurses average over 60000 a year. Wow. Uh, when they yeah. graduate with a two-year degree. Congra- upon graduation. Upon graduation. 60000 a 60, year. 60000 a year. Uh, our respiratory uh, students, they, uh, they demand a pretty high wage. Uh, uh, med lab tech, um, they, they also, they're the ones that are, uh, in the labs, in the hospitals, uh, uh, testing things. Uh, they, uh, also demand a pretty high wage. We have, uh, anything, uh, many things in the computer field. We have, uh, oh, I, I think this year we had a, uh, student doing application development got hired for seventy thousand. Wow! Wow! Um, Unbelievable! Yeah. yeah, and and our uh, electromechanical students are uh, I, they c- 
can pretty much command about $32 an hour. Wow. Now, some of those categories that you mentioned, the um, respiratory nurses, the lab people, the the nurses, do you have trouble getting students because of COVID to go into those fields? Do you have trouble filling a classroom? Do people say, I don't think I want to do this because of COVID? Or are they are you filling up filling up your classes? You know, that's a good question. And you would think um, that that might cause some hesitation in people out there. But that is not what we are finding. Uh, we are filling that's, all that's the good spots to, that's that we've good got. To hear. Yeah. yeah, well, and there, there, I mean, there's a lot of demand. And quite frankly, like I said, they're paying well. So, well, I guess if you can get $60,000 after <laughs> yeah, two years I, I, of college. You know, so if you're coming out of high school or you're uh, – you're in your mid-20s, and you've been doing something, and maybe you're not making quite as much as you had hoped, and uh, you're thinking, you know, I think I want to do something different. You look around, you look at what uh, what's paying well, and you go, well, this field over here is paying a lot. So, no, we are filling up all of our spots. I was looking at your list of, of different programs that you have and, and how high the placement was within the state of Nebraska. Um, and there was one category that st- – struck out a, to me as being curious. It was the Deer Construction and Forestry Equipment Tech Program. I didn't even know we had that. Um, and it had the highest number of out-of-state job placement, which I guess because we don't have forests here. Well, <laughs> I was so hard to ask you about funny. this. Well, it, it's interesting. Um, yeah, I, you know, uh, I think we're sitting at about 13% in-state employment on that, which is, <laughs> you're right, that's program. a lot out-of-state. And I'll, But I'll tell you what the deal is. There's not a lot of those programs. Uh, in the country. Around the country. And so there are okay. more John Deere ag programs, not as many forestry and construction programs. And as a result, there are sponsors. We have a lot of industry partners that are from other states, like Ohio. And so they're and, bringing them in. And so those students, students are, what they okay. do is they sponsor them, the, the dealers um, out there who are working on that, on, uh, that equipment. Um, they are sponsoring those students to come to Nebraska and get their training here, and then they go back to that job. So I assume when you say you're, they're sponsoring them, they're also maybe paying for part of their education. Oh, or, all or all of it. Of their education. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's, how, that's how a lot of those programs work. Our, our John Deere Ag program works like that as well. And to brag on our John Deere Ag program a little bit, I don't know if most people realize this, the very first John Deere Ag program in the country was right here. Oh, is that was right? In, was in Milford, Nebraska. Oh, Absolutely. Wow. That's and, great. Uh, we are very proud of that, and uh, and we do an excellent job. In fact, we have a lot of our uh, a lot of our students come from states that also have John Deere Ag programs, but they choose our program because of its reputation. Well, that's good. Real quick before we go to a break here, what programs are the toughest with the longest waiting list or the most desire of students to get into? And which ones do you most desperately need to fill to to take care of our employers here in Lincoln that are looking for workers? You know, I can think uh, right off the bat, what I would say is, uh, first of all, we don't do waiting lists. Uh, no. A waiting list would imply that uh, if if you don't get in, I've got a list, and then what will happen is if I get an opening later, I'll give you a call or whatever. What we do is we encourage students who don't get in. So we have selection process like in nursing. So And then we prioritize based on uh, their qualifications and how well they've done in school and sure. their test scores and things like that. 
and then and 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 we do that along with uh, first come first serve, and then if they don't get in, we ask them to reapply. But we accept students uh, every single semester. So if they don't get in, for instance, this fall, then we ask them to reapply for the cohort that we're going to take in in the spring. Um, and if they don't get in, then then you know, or they can of course they could always go to uh, one of our com- you know, one of our uh, other colleges here in town that offer nursing. Sure. So that those those are programs that do that. And then I would say uh, our precision manufacturing. Yeah. Um, um, that is one where uh, you, you were talking about where we need more students. Mm. Um, I you know, we we have some capacity there. We're still working to grow that. But that's man, there is a need for that in this state and it pays well. Yeah. Um, and but our manufacturers in Nebraska uh, very much need students. Well, well, this is great information. Very interesting. And yeah. wow, uh, my wife's got a master's degree in education. Should have gone to <laughs> Southeast Community College. She could be a precision manufacturer, Dave. <laughs> Dr. Joel Michaelis, Southeast Community College. Check him out if you have um, a college freshman who's questioning what they should be doing with their career this year. Um, When we come back, keeping up with growth on the edge of Lincoln, Lincoln Electric System will be in. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Nationally, in the 1980s, we built one housing unit for every 1.2 jobs. By the 2010s, it was 2.6. Today, we build one housing unit for every four jobs. This simply isn't enough, says Marilee Utter, Global Chair of the Counselors of Real Estate. Uh, This segment is possible today because of the Nebraska Green Sorghum Board and REMAX Concepts. In the studio today with Lincoln Electric System, a sponsor of our show, by the way, that makes it possible for us. And we are happy that they are. We We get all sorts of good information from them. We do. What they do and what we do is on mission with the growth of Lincoln. Welcome, Joel Dagerman. He is a Lincoln Electric System Manager of System Planning. How are you doing today? Not too bad. How are you doing this morning? Well, summertime is construction time, improvement projects taking place all over the capital city. Um, so what are some of the main projects that you are working on construction-wise these days? So we do a, a wide variety of projects all over the, all over the community. Uh, we break them down, basically plan projects and customer projects. We're about a 50-50 mix. Our crews are working on, on 50% customer projects, things coming through the door. Okay. Scheduled, working on economic type things. So that's kind of things. Uh, list of projects we're doing, uh, we're working with the city, the county on road projects, Lincoln on the move, making sure the electric lines are out of the way. So we can put those road improvements in there. Uh, we're working on some of our uh, overhead to underground conversion projects, putting the lines underground, uh, improving those some areas. And that is such a mystery to people. Um, the The fact that some of them are underground and other times they're mm-hmm. not, even some of the new ones. Can you... Explain to us how sure. you make that decision. So let me just go back and tell you a little bit. Um, when Nikolai Tesla and, and Westinghouse developed the, the alternating current, that's the kind we have now, right? So that's uh, – everything we had was overhead because that was the technology of the day. So yeah, you look at old pictures yep. of Lincoln with the power lines yep. everywhere. That's, that's the way we started. Mm-hmm. So really the underground be, proliferated, became a, a more widespread – during um, the administration of the Johnson administration with Lady Bird Johnson. Really? Keep America beautiful, if you remember that. 
Oh, so that, yeah. was the, that was the area that, that, oh, that kind of pushed the technology forward. And we actually um, can, can monitor our, you can see our facilities at, at Lincoln Electric that they started in the 60s, proliferated in the 70s. Really, uh, the technology improved a lot in the mid-80s. So actually, mm. one of our projects we're going on in the northwest side of town right now is we call our cable replacement projects. So stuff that was put in early in, the, in those years, we're actually replacing now. So one of the things is why is it overhead or underground? Um, uh, anything new where we are at, we, we call, we ask the city to provide us what is called a final grade. We want to make sure that the land is going to be set. It's not going to change. And once that's set, then we will put it underground if we can. But if you think a road or a house might come through there. Yeah, a new business, new industry, a different road. They're not decided what the, the final level elevation. We don't want to do it twice. So that's right, kind of, so right. That's, that's kind of the reasons why some is overhead and some is underground. Hmm. Um, we're hearing a lot from business owners. I mean, I think everybody in the door of the studio about supply chain issues. I assume that's a factor for you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, it's hitting all areas, in, including us. You know, it's some little things and some big things. You know, things like our our substation transformers. We're we're working to get some of those through, and we have um, strange things like fencing. We're having trouble getting so. It's affecting all of us. Uh, we want to make sure that the, the customers, you know, let us know real dates when they're looking to install things. You know, we don't want to flood the supply chain with, with false uh, needs to make sure that the people that actually uh, need it get it when they need it. So we're doing alternate designs. We're working with our, uh, our uh, suppliers to make sure that they're aware of our needs. We're working on national industries. And then we're, all, we're developing workarounds, temporary things. But, no, it's not going away. We expect it uh, to be around for a while, so it's really impacting us. In your role where you're always looking at the future, mm -hmm. are you are you ever surprised by what you see about growth in Lincoln, or are you so used to always knowing so far ahead of time of the, of, than the rest of us that nothing about it really surprises you? No, but uh, yes and no. So... Uh, yes, I'm surprised that, that it's continued to maintain, but you know it's very consistent. We we rely on the, the Lincoln Lancaster comprehensive plan. We just updated right. it last year. That's one of our yeah. factors that goes into things, and we're we uh, we're pretty good. We some of our large facilities, you know, the big tall robot structures we call them, and, and substations. Those are lumpy investments. We like to call them lumpy, so they're very expensive. Uh, if we get to that point, um, so lumpy which, means expensive. Can lumpy you, means expensive. Can yeah, you give so. us an example of a lumpy location so people can fix in their so minds? If, if you're building something where there is no facilities at all. No electricity. Right. And then we have the stuff that's behind your house. You know, that's pretty routine. Mm -hmm. Right. Your Once regular you transformer or something like that. And we need to put something larger in, extend a, a large line. Hmm. Those investments uh, are expensive. And, along, and also they provide a lot of um, growth potential. But they don't go in very often. But when they do, it's so a big deal. It's a big deal. So we got to get ahead of those. You know, we're, we uh, work with the comprehensive plan. Uh, I think we're. If you think about where new facilities go, think about how the the, the school district cites schools. Right. We're kind, of, we're kind of in the same kind of game, trying to get ahead of things. Is there any particular direction that you know you're going to be investing a ton of resources in, what, like north, south, east, west? Uh well, really, I guess it follows the comprehensive plan. So, you know, we're we're interested about the the new South Beltway. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So we're not. I'm sure, sure a lot we, of people wonder about that. Constraints in regards to some of the other utilities that go to that serve that area. Right. But we want to make sure we're prepared when that comes along. 
that's the other things. Um, and then other than that, we do have a, a project uh, along 56th Street. We have, you know, we have asset, we call asset management projects, things that are renewal type projects. So hmm. that'll be coming along in the next next couple of years. So we'll, we'll watch for a renewal project yeah, we'll on South 56th yeah. Street. Oh boy, that's a great little tease. Well, thank you so much for coming in. It's always fun to hear. Um, I, I I think the average citizen doesn't even hardly know what the comprehensive plan is. So well, I don't think they do. And how much planning goes? They just right. think a business pops up in the cornfield down at you know 98th right. and Yankee Hill, and they don't realize. I sell some of that ground that some of these developers have had for 10, 12, 15 years before it gets developed. Before, yeah. Yeah, people so. usually do know in advance. Joel Dagerman, Lincoln Electric System Manager of System Planning. Thank you for joining us. Coming up next, what should we believe about recessions? Roger Frank from Frank Financial Concepts. Everyone is excited about new business, and our business is to tell you what's new. This is Grow Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. Do downtown buildings with vacant corporate office space due to the increase in remote working have an opportunity to convert to housing? Might not be as easy as we'd like to think. Nationally, Class B and Class C office buildings probably only have a 10% chance of being converted because of the way they're built and configured. This, according to Marilee Uter, Global Chair of the Counselors of Real Estate Go for improvements, she says. Make the investment in your spaces. Bring them up. Do the investment now. It's not going to get any cheaper. It's always harder than people think it is to change things to around. switch something yeah. to an apartment building. Yeah, exactly. Hey, this segment is possible today because of Christensen Hearing Analytics, Lincoln Airport Authority, and Service Master Professional Building Maintenance. What should we believe about recessions? It has been a point of discussion this week, and we welcome Roger Frank from Frank Financial Concepts into the studio because he's going to settle it once and for all. How are you doing, Roger? We are going to try. We're gonna, I think we're going to have we're going to have the Roger definition. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you know we had a pretty good couple big pieces of economic news uh, come in this week. Uh, first one is the Federal Reserve; they're back at it again. They increased rates by three-quarters of a percent. You probably have heard that by now. So the Fed funds rate is now set between two and a quarter and two and a half percent. That's quite a bit of an increase over the last four months. Wow. And as we've talked to before on the radio show, anytime interest rates go up, it affects those mortgages, home equity loans, credit cards, car loans. Those are just to name a few. On the other hand, you know, we're seeing better interest rates for those savers. Uh, that's sure. really good. We haven't seen that for quite a while. We're starting to see short-term interest uh, outperform long-term rates. We're seeing CDs inch higher. Traditional fixed annuities, gosh, I haven't seen uh, f traditional fixed annuity rates this high for quite some time. And then corporate and municipal bonds are getting better yields, uh, yields as well. There was a lot of nitpicking back and forth in recent days by the part of the media about whether yeah. we are or are not in a recession. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, the news media gets a hold of a story, and they certainly run with it, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, the media has been telling us how bad the economy is. Some of the government reports uh, have been telling how bleak the story is as well. So it, it's it, it's out there. Uh, we, In fact, we've been discussing it on the show now for a few months about inflation and um, that possible recession, Robin, that you just mentioned. But 
The GDP numbers were released on Thursday, and it showed the economy contracted by 0.9%, just under 1%. Now, as you may remember, uh, the first quarter was negative, so the second quarter is negative. So a lot of people think that we're in a recession. However, the government probably will not come out for a few more months uh, once they see all of the data and uh, officially declare if we are or are not in a recession. However, corporations are more upbeat. They're optimistic about con business conditions. Yeah, they are. Although, hey, Walmart reported that some of their customers were cutting uh, yeah. some of their expenditures due to in yeah. inflationary pressure. Yeah, that was a big miss, um, yeah. and it affected the retail sector uh, across the board as well. But really, most companies have been checking in with solid second quarter uh, reports over the past few weeks. Through July 22nd, FactSet reported that 68% of the S&P 500 companies reported positive earnings surprises and 65% reported positive revenue surprises. So that's actually really good 68%. news. 68%. Yeah. Positive yeah. revenue su surprises. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised by that as well. I mean, they're, companies are doing better than what you would think. So I'm always encouraged about the economy whenever I see businesses enjoying those successes. Uh, so we need to keep that going. We do have a lot of headwinds, you know, still coming out there, still out there. So stay tuned to the radio show uh, to see how the rest of the year turns out. I've been wondering about Nebraska companies um, like ConAgra and the Buckle because mm -hmm. a lot of times we are sheltered in the are, – are they necessarily sheltered right you know, now? Yeah, I think those two specific companies are fairly sheltered yeah. – um, or, or I'm sorry, not sheltered in Nebraska because they're national and world companies. Now, you might look at some of the small mom-and-pop stores here in Lincoln as an example – they may be a little behind the curve and, and a little bit more sheltered uh, in some ways. But larger corporations... They are feeling it, even if they're based they in Nebraska. They're yeah, still, absolutely. still getting the hits. Yeah. Well, what have the markets been doing? Yeah, you know, July actually was a pretty good month in the markets. Uh, so it's certainly been doing better. Uh, through July 28th, this is the last time I looked at the returns, the Dow was down about 10.5%, the NASDAQ composite is down about 22%, but as you remember, it was down about 30% not too long ago, so that's better. The Standard & Poor's is down about 14.5% as well. Uh, all of those numbers are better than uh, what their lows was uh, earlier this year, so better results. Yep. Still, it's good to be buying now. Roger Frank is a registered representative of and securities offered through Bristol Fisher and Company Financial Services, BFCFS member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through BFC Planning, Inc. Frank Financial Concepts, BFCFS, and BFC Planning, Inc. are independent entities. In our Drinking Beyond the Pandemic local update, Boss's Pizza and Chicken at 10th and Saunders, up by Belmont Shopping Center, and close to 10th and Highway 2. Hasn't had uh, liquor before, but they decided they want to do it now. They need it now. <laughs> now! <laughs> Immediately, if not sooner. We'll be right back. Economic development is not boring. It's our future. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. We are one of the only places in town where you can get a solid hour of local business news. Thanks for joining and sharing your time with us today. And this segment is possible today because of John Henry's Plumbing, 
Lincoln Chamber of Commerce and Baylor Evnen Law Firm. In the studio, Dr. Eric Thompson from the UNL College of Business. Every month he comes in and gives us a report based on some surveys that he's done around the state of Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Um, and business people are asked what their predictions are for the economy in the next few months. Welcome to the show. Happy to be here. Share with us your latest report. Well, our our, our latest data from June and uh, complete data from June, and I've done some preliminary, preliminary looks at the July survey data as well. Uh-huh. And Nebraska businesses are hanging in there in terms of their expectations. So they mm, that's good. Uh, now our survey tends to it's just a random sample all businesses, so we got a lot of small business voices in there. And what people are saying is, you know. They're a little cautious, but they're still expecting to, on net, expand sales and employment over the next six months. So that's uh, some of the hard data we look at isn't as encouraging, the, the, the actual economic reports from the government and so forth. But, right. But that, uh, the business expectations are still, still hanging in there. Are we seeing a difference between the rural uh, areas and the city areas, or are they both pretty positive? They're both pretty positive right now. So when ag, when commodity prices are low, you tend to see a, a split. Yeah. Um, with a lot of pessimism in rural areas, but commodity prices are strong right now. So now, it, you know, input prices are also high yeah. for people in agriculture, but they're still feeling pretty good about it. So there, you know, we don't have that rural-urban divide right now. There's a few industries that are always a little pessimistic, like healthcare and so forth. Uh, they're always a little disappointed with the insurance companies and so forth in, <laughs> in healthcare in terms of reimbursements and right. things like that. But uh, uh, but uh, generally, it's across the board. I wouldn't say strong, but po- still positive. That's good. When I, I know you have different categories that you survey. Um, tell us what some of those categories are, and it, when you break it down, is it the same for each category? Well, it, it you have home building, you have airlines. That... Oh yeah. Uh, well, uh, in addition to the survey, we get some uh, actual data from the airports or from the from the from the government on what's going on in certain industries, like the building permit data we get um, from the Census Bureau, and then we also just directly gather it from the property assessors around the state each month. Right. Um, and so um, you know that. That was not a strong sector this month, but it wasn't wasn't declining notably either. It was just kind of neutral. Kind of meh. Oh, okay. Yeah, kind of meh, meh, yeah. Well, um, that's better than the national. I mean, because yes. yeah, they, they had some declines in, in building permits. Yes. And we, we have months like that, too, sure. periodically. But, um, you know, I think with... Uh, with home building in Nebraska, we never get so exuberant as they get yeah. in some parts of the country. Right. And, and therefore, we don't ever have these big declines, either a little more steady. What about travel? Uh, the airline activity is up. It's just it's still not up to where it was in 2019. Still not back. I huh? don't get this for Nebraska, but I've heard at the national level, it's the business travel that hasn't completely recovered. Yeah. That's, that's the same that's thing. That's true. That's, that's yeah. the same thing we're hearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe Zoom... Zoom works in some situations yeah. and uh, save a little save a little money on the expenses. You, you cut that travel yeah. budget one year, hard to get it back the next year if yeah. you're a big corporation. Yeah, no doubt. What uh, what other sectors uh, 
showed strength and weaknesses? Well, the other positive sector besides just the overall business expectations was manufacturing. So, mm, okay. you know, our manufacturing sector is a, a significant part of it is in food processing and, you know, no matter what's going on in the economy, that people that are in, eating. Yeah, that, industry is, eat. <laughs> that industry is needed. So it was. It's part it of the big three: month. food, shelter, and clothing. Exactly. You're going to need those. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So we're hanging in there, and uh, so on net, it's still a positive indicator here uh, for the month of June. And like I said, the survey data for July are already remaining positive, at least for the first half of the month. So, um, you know. Uh, Obviously, there's some concerns about the economy right now, but there's also some positive news yeah. uh, in the labor market and, and some of the small business expectations. So you're not seeing some of the negative uh, two quarters that we've seen on a national basis in your particular survey. I don't. I don't collect that. Okay. That directly. Um, and that data will come out in Nebraska in a little bit of a lag, so we don't know yet if Nebraska's economy declined uh in both the first and second quarter you know those declines are pretty modest so you're gonna have some states that didn't decline right so we'll just have to see what happened here in nebraska when that data is available this is where i am glad i live in flyover country and we're not yeah. subject to these ups and downs that the coast well, to, the... to his point yeah we, we we just don't have those extremes uh both on the upside and usually on the downside also i mean we saw it even in 2008 when things were bad and nine so that, that's right the the last several recessions it i mean it's been bad here we've been in recession right. but we haven't had the extreme recessions uh you've seen in some places well thank you dr thompson it's good to hear that always the, the business people in in nebraska are positive and things are still going relatively well for them so yeah yes yeah coming up next businesses opening closing relocating we'll be right back my city and I love it. Yeah, I love it. I was born and raised here. I got it made And if I have my way, I'm gonna stay. It'll be It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Send an announcement to us on Facebook or Twitter about businesses opening, closing, and relocating in Lincoln. Provide us an approximate address and what you know about it, and we will be happy to report it. This segment is possible today because of University of Nebraska-Lincoln College of Business, Frank Financial Concepts, and Realtors Association of Lincoln. We had a, a question from Kim on the Grow Lincoln Facebook page. Did I miss what is being built in the Home Depot parking lot at 70th and Pine Lake Road? And it is Excel Chiropractic. Chiropractic. Yeah, we actually, there's so much construction fencing around there. And, and no. it's, you know, kind of distracting if you're in a hurry on the way to work. We had to drive the car slowly in a circle around the entire building and dodge the traffic in order to find a sign, yes. but it looks like a really nice medical building there. And, you know, we mentioned this on our Thursday segment uh, on LNK that all of the stuff that's going on in that 
I kind of call it the triangle. Have you seen that Pain Institute? Yes. Not, not too yes. far away from there that's it under is construction. really a big building. That is a monstrosity. It's a good-sized building. Yeah, it, it sits up closer to Highway 2, where it's sort of where Yank, what is that, or Pine Lake and Highway 2 yeah. sort of converge. It kind of goes at an angle there. And yeah, that is a big, and then that assisted living is very nice. It's been there for a couple of years, yeah. been open for a couple of years, but that's really nice too. Well, and and as we talk about, there's that and Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. Good luck kind finding Taco Somewhat hidden Good back luck. there. Now, I go there, yes. Robin, because I know it's there. <laughs> Somebody told me that Taco Bell, that that is really more of a delivery station for them. Really? I mean, the, you you can go in there as a customer. You can't. Sometimes they don't even have the dining room open, and you have to eat outside. Um, but that their thing is more delivery there. Um, that's interesting. And I might add the U-stop that's there, very nice U-stop. And I mentioned this the other day. You should go in there if you've never been in there. It's I, a very nice. I was on my way to the Y swimming pool. And so I was like, you know, flip flops. And I mean, I don't wear my bathing suit in there, but, you know, a bathing suit cover up. I felt underdressed in that place. It is so <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, you feel like you're walking into church. <laughs> you're just like, oh, I mean, I think it's should nice, have thrown out a few I, more clothes for this. <laughs> I think you were dressed appropriately. I mean, I don't think you have to worry about that at a convenience store. <laughs> That's a, funny. I'm, yeah, it's a nice store. Yes. Hey, let's jump north, Robin. Uh, there was a building permit that was pulled, and this is at 4451 North 26th. This is a strip center on about 27th and Superior, but this strip center is a little bit further west than, there's a couple of strip centers there. And so this is just a little bit further west. There's going to be a new rent-a-center going into that location, $180,000 building permit pulled for that location. 26th and Superior. Yes. Um, let's see. West Lincoln, out at Capitol Beach Grocery Center, um, facade update going on for the whole entire center. Um, building is starting to look pretty sharp out there. This is at Westo and, oh, roughly 15th Street, West 15th Street on Westo is where the shopping center is. Yeah. Um, two new tenants coming in, um, vape store, and on the other side, a pageant consulting office. Pageant consulting. Pageant consulting. Now, I'm not surprised about a vape store. Oh, no. No. Is it vape and CBD and... You know... I, I feel like as a realtor, I have to develop this big, long checklist of questions to ask these people. Is it vape? Is it glass? Is there nicotine? Is this right. um, stuff you put, you know, tincture? <laughs> is it CBD? Are you CBD only? You, yeah. I, and then some of them have cigars. I know. I have one of them that I've dealt with that has a big uh, cigar selection. So. Yeah, and if they're some of those stores are presuming that eventually Nebraska is going to approve marijuana and they want written in their leases that if it gets right. approved that they can sell it there, which is a whole nother layer of lease negotiation. Right. And, you know, because sometimes we, we deal with 
some landlords that are opposed to that, you know. They and are, then sometimes we're with landlords that aren't opposed, needless to say. Yeah, usually both, you're, talk, you're trying to talk the landlord into something he's not sure he wants to do. I, I swear, dealing with these as a realtor, it takes as long to do a vape store or a CBD store as it does to, to sell an entire shopping center to somebody. <laughs> well, not quite, but it feels that way. I agree with you. Hey, uh, we're still... A little bit north on North 66th, kind of just north of East Park Plaza, Finky Gardens Nurseries former location there. Redevelopment project, isn't there, Robin? Yeah, and we've talked about this in the past, and you can see some progress already. There's a vet clinic that's yeah. going to be going right there, right close to 56th Street. But you got to look or back. Or 66th Street. Or 66th Street. Yeah. But you got to look back in what is currently weeds. Like, look. Look to the east. Look at the Mopac Trail. Look at that creek that runs back along behind those buildings. And the creek sort of winds and meanders its way towards 70th Street. They're going to build some houses back there. Townhouses. Townhomes. Like. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's a tax increment financing project. Um, right now, that you know, all of that is not worth a whole lot of money. You know, one and a half million dollars. But they think by the time... They leverage some taxes to do this project. This is going to be a 16 to $18 million uh, project. It's going through the planning, planning Commission right now for review, and then it'll hit the city council and public comment. Well, hey, Robin, even the vet clinic was a $2 million building permit that came through. Yeah, that would be part of that, yeah. probably part of that 16 to $18 million, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, we're going to jump south again, Robin, and go to where... Uh, the Warhorse Casino is being planned. They're at 7055 South 1st. I saw a building permit. This is for the parking lot for 315 stalls, 1051000 Just for a parking lot. Just for a parking lot. Yeah. I mean, I know they're planning on, you know, quickly trying to have some gambling uh, things going on there prior to doing the big big construction project so yeah have we heard anything about the hotel lately i have not i don't know yeah so, i guess now that you say that i haven't heard a whole lot about that part of it hmm interesting um capital humane society they are adding a crematorium oh this is sad it is but you know what <laughs> you got to realize that it's that it's something that they have to deal with well yeah you know, I'm, I'm just saying i know it's a, it's not fun, but hey, sometimes uh, you have to deal with things that aren't pleasant. Now they're not doing a crematorium at Seventieth and Pine no, Lake. This, this is this we're is talking a, about on out on West South Street where mm. their their original old location is, which is still. I mean, they still have that, and they still have some functions. Yeah, that they perform out there. <laughs> this is obviously one of them. Um, but, yeah, I guess the number of pets has probably increased well, and you as our population yeah, and has increased. You don't increased. know what sort of shape some of these uh, pets come in. Now, have you noticed the other project the Capital Humane Society has open on South Street at 16th and South? Have you been by there lately? I haven't been by there, but we had talked about that going in there. I just haven't been by there. I it must be open or about to be open because I've seen a sign. They I think they help needy people there yeah. that that mm. have needs for their pet foods. 
Are well, we out of time? We are out of time, Robin. Okay, well, that's it, that's it for Girl Lincoln today. Thanks a lot. Send an announcement about businesses opening, closing, and relocating that you've heard about through Facebook and Twitter. Mm-hmm.